like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 60 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Man, happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday. The weekend is here. Uh, I know everybody's excited. We got a big fight this weekend. We got football this weekend. Um, man, I'm excited, man. I feel good. I'm glad to be here. I'm happy to finally reach the 60s. The 50s were good, but we are finally here at the 60s, man. Episode 60. This is the last show of September, by the way. Time is flying. It's crazy. Uh, October is next month. It's going to get real spooky. Uh, we got MLB playoffs coming. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's fall, fall is here, fall is here Um, We got a couple things to get through today We're going to talk about the game last night Yeah, 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 y'all know I'm a little hurt about that We're going to talk about the game last night I want to talk about, of course, the fight this weekend Uh, We're going to talk about AB and uh, Eric Weddle's Twitter beef Uh, Yesterday, we're going to talk about that for sure Um, What else? We're going to talk about these Referees, man I want to talk about these referees And of course, you know All the football this weekend Pick four and everything So Let's just start With last last night um, The Packers And the Eagles played Alright, so this is the Packers Both teams are on a short week but The Packers were home They were coming off a win Over the Denver Broncos And the Philadelphia Eagles Had just lost to the Lions So this was a game Where You know an Eagles team that was, you know, coming in short week with injuries. You know, this wasn't a team that was expected to win this ball game. Wasn't expected to win. But, you know, any given Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, I mean Thursday, Monday, you know how that goes, you know. Anytime. Um so, first of all, prayers up for Jamal Williams and Vontae Maddox. You know, both of those guys got knocked out of the game last night. Very, very unfortunate. One looked intentional. But, you know, I don't think it was. Uh, it was just after the whistle. And, you know, it was football. It was a violent sport. And then the second one was just friendly fire. That was bad. Very bad. That looked very scary. Uh, both guys got carted off. Haven't heard anything about Maddox. But I know, you know, Jamal had posted on Instagram and said he was all right and everything. Um, But, yeah, prayers up to those guys. You hate to see the card come out with in the stretch. I, I don't like that. But let's talk about the game. Okay, so everybody was asking to see Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams back in, you know, prime form. And they were clicking last night. They were clicking last night. Devontae Adams had over 100 yards in the first quarter, but he finished the game. Hold on. Just give me a minute. He finished the game with. Tay had. Where is his damn numbers? All right, tell you, 10, 10 catches, 180 yards. It's career high. Almost had a touchdown. Almost had a touchdown. Didn't get a touchdown last night, but he had, you know, this is the best game he's had this season. Um, Great to see that. Very unfortunate. You know, he's dealing with the turf toe. You know, that can be a week-to-week thing. So, we you know, I hope, you know, with this long, longer week before the Dallas game, you know, I would love to see Tay back on the field for that big game. Um, But you see with him off the field, the drop-off. <laughs> 
between, you know, him and the rest of the receiving court the Packers had. Um, even with him out, you know, Rodgers was still able to find the young guys on that last drive. Um, you know, MVS and Geronimo. First of all, Geronimo had a hell of a catch and touchdown with that last drive right before the half. What what was that? Seconds left on the clock. Rodgers, man, just made it happen. Um, and then, you know, everybody was asking to see Rodgers. Rodgers was Rodgers last night, man. Rodgers was Rodgers. The team that couldn't run the ball. The ball was in his hands 99% of the time. He was the leading rusher, 46 yards. He threw the ball 53 times, uh, over 400 yards passing, two touchdowns, and, of course, you know, the, the pick at the end of the game. But Rodgers was doing his thing, man. He was making magic happen last night. He was putting balls in tight spaces. He was um, running around crazy, didn't get sacked. Rodgers looked good last night. Um Takeaways from this game, you know, I would say, you know, as far as the Packers losing, and I will say that Carson Wentz played a good game. Um, Jordan Howard was the highlight, man. Jordan Howard was big. Those, those, they, but he was gashing the Packers. They were gashing Green Bay's defense, and they were gassed. Uh, the run, the run, the constant, consistent run were body blows to this Packers defense, and they could not recover. They were on the ropes the entire night. Uh, that was big, and Carson Wentz just game, you know, managed the game, and you know he threw the ball when he had to, and he did what he had to do. Um, another thing I'll say is when the game was ten nothing, and um, the Eagles got that run back, that big that big return, that was huge for them. That was huge for them. I think field position played a lot into this game. Um, I just think that last night, you know, was a winnable game for the Packers, but. They lost, and um, I just don't understand all of the Rodgers slander, man. He did he did all he could last night. I think this Packers offense has to get better in the red zone because that's where they stalled out. You know, it's fine. You can get down there, but can you score? And that's what they couldn't do last night. Uh, and it was hard for them to run the ball without Jamal Williams because, you know, with, with without Jamal Williams, you have just Aaron Jones and Vitaly, you know, your um, – your fullback because uh, Dexter Williams wasn't, you know, he was a healthy scratch, wasn't active yet, the rookie. So that's what you have. So when you have that, it all comes together for a night where Aaron Rodgers is the leading rusher because, you know, that front is ready. And, you know, they, they know he's throwing the ball, but it's a fa- it's a matter of can you stop it. Um, I, I think Jimmy Graham is awful. I don't care that he caught a touchdown. I just think that. Any ball in his huge proximity should be caught. Uh, he tried to catch the ball with one hand a lot of time. Like, why are you trying to catch the ball? Put two hands on the ball and catch the ball. Uh, Jimmy Graham de- deserves to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. I really do believe that because last night was awful for him. Uh, don't care about a touchdown. Um, yeah, man, you, you, but you see how, how, how difficult it is to win a ball game when you can't run the ball. Uh, this Green Bay team, this Green Bay Packers offense couldn't run the ball last night. Um, they didn't get a lot of help from the defense. Defense didn't get any sacks. This is the team that comes into the into this to that game leading the league in takeaways. Didn't get any takeaways, but the secondary they they did what they could. You know, they were batting ball. Kevin King had a great game. Uh, I, I enjoyed you know watching what he did. Great game from him, but you know this is just a Packers defense. That, you know, like like um, Darius Smith said, you know it's just a bump in the road. Um, 
I don't think anybody should be hanging their heads. You know, I was up. I wasn't even really upset last night. I was just like, damn. You know, it was like, ah, we could have got that one. Uh, but like I said, you know, I'd rather lose now than in January. But through one quarter of the season, the Packers are three one, and in first place, it's good to be three one. There are teams out here who are winless. There are teams out here that are struggling to get. You know what I mean? So four zero would have been great, but three one is cool going into Dallas next week. So um, yeah, man, nothing, nothing to. You got a rookie coach, rookie head coach. Saw a lot. Okay, now I saw a lot of. Listen, a lot of people got unfollowed last night. A lot of people got unfollowed last night. I saw a lot of crazy tweets. Um, one tweet I saw is you know somebody said this is what happens when you hire a coach because he's young and white and not experienced. Blah blah blah. Listen, <laughs> even the most experienced coaches, even the most experienced coaches. Don't win ball games. You know what I mean? John Gruden, one of the most experienced coaches, Super Bowl winning coach. What John Gruden did since he's been back? What has John Gruden done since he won that Super Bowl? What are you talking about? Like this is the this is the thing, man. Sean McVay, young and white. Okay, what like I don't understand. That was just a that's just a bad take. Like some people shouldn't tweet. That's just how I feel. Um, you know, I saw a lot of Aaron Rodgers slander. Oh, he's not the same. He's the blah, blah, blah. Rodgers didn't look bad last night. Nothing that Rodgers did looked bad. I think that, the, you know, the call to not run the ball in that position last night, the Packers couldn't run the ball all night. I think that, you know, if Tay was on the field, they would have scored. I really do. But you got to think, when you got Jimmy Graham not catching balls, Tay is off the field, can't run the ball, they're going to pass it. Was that pass interference at the end? Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I think that without, you know, that back holding um, Scanlon's arms, he's catching that ball, and that's six. Uh, I also believe that the refs have to stop. And now I'm ready to talk about the refs. Not even about last night. I don't think that anybody should ever be upset. I think were there missed calls last night? Absolutely. But will I blame that on my team's loss? Like, should we blame? I don't think anybody should ever blame the refs for their team's loss. I don't think that should ever be a thing. Can they be a factor? Yes. Refs always, you know, they insert themselves at the wrong time. But there are 60 minutes and four quarters in a football game. There's a whole football game. Four quarters in a football game. What your team did or could not do in the first quarter in their opening drive or the drive, you know what I mean? Shouldn't all fall on what the ref did or did not call in the fourth. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I feel like I'm I'm not I'm okay. I've watched I've been watching football my entire life. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I've started to understand this. Because yes, you know, I, I, I've I, I, I've not always been this way. Yes, I've been like, oh, if the refs wouldn't have called or if the refs would have called, we would have blah, blah, blah. But you can't be that way. You really can't because your team has four quarters to win the football game. And they have opportunities that they missed or points left on the field that you can't always blame the men in black and white for. You can't. You know, like I said, man, refs miss calls all the time. But my concern is, my thing is, you come up with the Saints rule. 
And the Saints rule is you can review and challenge pass interference calls that weren't called. All right. But if you're going to do that, what is the point if you're not going to change the call? Because if you see it, if it's blatant and you still don't call it, that's a waste of a challenge too. You lose the timeout. So what's the point? Because that was obvious that LaFleur challenged last night. Obvious pass interference. The, 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 uh, was that Maddox? He never turned around to see the ball. I know face guarding isn't a rule, um, you know, isn't a, a foul in the league. But that wasn't face guard. He just didn't turn around. And it was he was touching him the whole route. Ball was right there. Now, the one that Peterson challenged when, um, first of all, that was a terrible ball that Carson went through. Wasn't catchable, and the receiver jumped. It was a. It was just weird. That and then you know when Kevin King came with the hand. I don't think that the ball wasn't getting caught regardless. Ball wasn't getting caught regardless. But the one in the floor challenge. Oh, that was blatant pass interference. So my thing is, all right, you give you give us the Saints rule. You allow coaches to challenge pass interference. You slow the game down, and you allow them to change. But if you're not changing the calls, what's the purpose of having the challenge? If I was a coach, I don't even think I would be challenging it anymore because they're not going. It's not like they're going to. They're not really going to change it. Um, I don't. I'm not a fan of it, man. I'm not a fan of the. And, and you know, the refs. Refs are very inconsistent. We know this. We know this. We know this. We do. It's 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 what it is. It is what it is, man. But I don't think we should sit here and blame the referees for our team's losses. I I, I just don't think we should do it. But um, last night, yeah, man. The you know the refs. You know it is what it is. They, you know they were in the game, and that that is what it is. Um, I'm trying to think if I had any more takeaways from the game last night. Good game, no good. Good Thursday night game. I enjoyed the game. Good Thursday night game, though. Um, but you know, of course, I would have liked to seen Green Bay win. But um, you know, it's, it's something to think about, man. Something to think about. You know, if your red zone offense isn't good, then that's something to work on. Um, but you know, I hope everybody gets healthy. That's the, that's the thing, man. Everybody gets healthy, get back on the field. All right, so. Let's get into some boxing. Before I get into the big fight this weekend, I want to talk about the interview that Canelo Alvarez just had uh, on the zone. All right, so they asked Canelo about Triple G, and he said basically he has nothing to gain from that fight, and Triple G has nothing to offer. Who else has been saying this? Eric Lyons has been saying this. How long have I been saying this? For about three months now. I've been saying this all summer. I've been saying this for a long time. What does Canelo have to gain from fighting Triple G again? Especially if Triple G don't got no belts. But now, you know, he got a chance for the IBF. But this is my thing. What does Triple G, what does Canelo have to gain? Canelo already paid. Canelo already, he he is the money man. Canelo is about to become, trying to become a four division champ. What does Triple G have to offer him? Triple G needs Canelo, bro. Triple G needs Canelo more than Canelo needs Triple G. Canelo, Triple G knows he's on his way out. He does. He's on his way out. And he needs another big payday. I truly believe that Triple G doesn't believe that he can beat Canelo. Because, listen, it's styles make fights. Styles make fights. Canelo is not going to stand. In front of Triple G for 12 rounds. 
Triple G will not get the opportunity to really inf- impose his will as he does on the bums that he fights. It won't happen. Canelo's defense is too much for Triple G. It is. We saw that in the last fight. It's just too much. We saw it when when Canelo fought Danny Jacobs. That defense is something to see. And it's just too much. Triple G, he can't. He can't. He cannot. And I, I just don't see the benefits. The benefits of Canelo fighting Triple G again. The only... Thing that only if, if Canelo and Triple G fight again, the only people this will satisfy are casual boxing fans and sports writers who who genuinely do not like Canelo. Uh, Canelo had a beef; it was in Spanish, so I was doing a lot of tr- Twitter translate. I still didn't know what was going on, <laughs> but he had a beef with some sports writer. I think he's what ESPN Deportes, and um about. You know him not fighting Triple G because the guy was just basically calling him scared. I no, no, no. First of all, anybody that starts their career at one forty seven and moves all the way up to one forty one seventy five and goes to go for his first fight at one seventy five is against the champion at one seventy five ain't scared to me. Can't say that man don't got heart. Come on now. Come on now, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta stop this, man. Y'all gotta stop this. I, I, I talk about Canelo all the time, man. Only losses to the goat. Y'all just don't like that, man. Y'all just don't like him. I don't understand what the Triple G cra- Yo, Triple G is not that good, bro. Triple G is not that good, bro. Who is Triple G fought? Other than Canelo and Daniel Jacobs, Triple G is a bum, bro. Triple G is a glorified bum. He has a cult following because people want to see him beat Canelo. That is it. If 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 Triple G never fought Canelo, or Triple, you know what I mean? Why would anybody stand Triple G? Because he knocked bums out. That's why I'm supposed to like Triple G. Because it sounds like this at the foot to fight Canelo at the Canadian. No, no, don't care about Triple G, man. Oh man, River, if you don't go sit down somewhere, bro, Canelo not thinking about you. Gosh. All right. So let's get to the big fight this weekend. Let's get to the big fight. It's going down this Saturday night on Fox Pay Per View. Also. Showtime will not be carrying the uh, Deontay Wilder fight. He, um, Showtime, will, um, Fox will be taking that fight. So that was interesting to me. Uh, Fox is doing it all, man. WWE SmackDown is on Fox. They got a lot going on, and you know they all the commercials are doing it. the football games. It's great. It's great. It's great to see what Fox is doing for the sport of boxing and WWE. So, um. This Saturday night, we got Errol Spence Jr. versus Sean Porter. Uh, these two fight; these two fighters are, you know, putting their titles on the line. This is a unification bout for the IBF and WBC title fight. Man, this is this is going to be good. This is going to be good. I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited for it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Spence is undefeated. Twenty-one knockouts. Twenty-one knockouts. You know, this is the you know he calls himself the truth. 
He is the truth. He is. Um, this fight is at 147. Wait, is it at 147? Hold up. Cause I don't like I don't I, I don't want to see him lie to y'all. Um. Yeah, because this is a welterweight. Um, I'm so sorry right now, man. Hold up, because listen, like people have titles, but it, it's like it's still like the fights are at different weights. I've been noticing that lately. Um, it's weird. It's really weird. Oh, right, here we go. Here we go. Like heavy super middle. See what I mean? Middle super welterweight. I don't. You know, I'm just making sure this is not. That all right? See, yeah, it's it's one forty seven. It's one forty seven. Um, it's gonna be a good fight, man. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this fight for a long time, and uh, yeah, man, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. We're gonna see this fight for what it is. Like I said, styles make fights. Um, Errol Spence told Sean Porter he fights like a football player, which is true. I hate watching Sean Porter fights. Y'all know this. I said this before. I hate watching Sean Porter fights. Sean Porter is such an ugly fighter, bro. He's really not that great, but he makes fights ugly, and you know that's that's you know that's what it, that's his specialty. And uh, Errol Spence. I watched him, you know, I've been watching all the press conferences and everything, but I, I found it interesting. He had sat down, had an interview with uh, Booker T, and I watched that last night, and Booker asked him, you know, what, you know, he's watched on Porter, and, you know, he can fight technically, technically, um, and, you know, sometimes he'll just throw it all out the window and go for it. He asked him, like, what he was most concerned about, and Errol Spence said, you know, the elbows and the headbutts. And I'm like, yeah, because if Errol Spence is able to keep his composure and fight his fight, I think, like he has been predicting, that he can knock Sean Porter out. Because, listen, I think that Errol Spence's power will be, you know, a factor in this fight and his size. I think when they weigh in, you know, today and they they rehydrate tomorrow, I think Errol Spence will be bigger than Sean Porter. I think that Errol Spence will impose his will and, you know, he won't take it easy. He did, I'm not saying he took it easy on Mikey, but I think that this is a fight with some real animosity towards it and involved in it. I think that he really wants to knock Sean Porter out. You know, a lot has been said between both camps, and I think that Errol Spence really wants to shut it all down and become the unified welterweight champion. Now, my prediction for the fight, I think he gets the knockout. I think the knockout comes between, or if it's not a knockout, I think the fight will be stopped between the 7th and the 10th round. That's what I think. I think this fight will be stopped between the 7th and the 10th round. I think that this is going to be a dog fight. I don't think this is going all 12 rounds. I don't think the cards will matter. I think somebody's going to sleep, and I think that somebody is Sean Porter. That's how I feel. That's what I got. So I got Spence with the knockout this weekend. For sure. I asked the group. I asked one of the group messages. I said, who we got this weekend, fellas? Everybody says Spence. So clearly everybody has a good head on their shoulders. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited for this fight. I really am. This is going to be a great fight. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. 
Alright, so Sunday, 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 we got um we got some football. We got some football. We got some football. We got some football. Alright. Let's see. The pick four for this week. This is week four. Already a quarter through the season, man. Sad man. Sad man. It's moving. It's moving. It's moving. Alright. So you already know the first game that I'm ready to see this weekend. Is the Bills and the Patriots I'm going to be watching that game That game will be used for my I will be using my Sunday ticket for that game I will be watching that game Listen Somebody's O has to go so, Somebody's O has to go I think In Buffalo That this Buffalo Bills defense Will have to step up This is This is on them It's on the Buffalo Bills defense To step up And try to get pressure on Tom Brady. If this Buffalo Bills defense can get a little bit of pressure on Tom Brady and knock him off his box, I think the Buffalo Bills have a great chance at winning this ball game. Now, granted, it's not all about Tom Brady. I told y'all that the Patriots have, if not the second or third, the best defense in the league right now. I think that they will have to Move the ball. They got to score. They have to score. Josh Allen is going to have to play his best football. His best football. But I'm picking the Bills. I'm picking the Bills. I'm picking the Bills to go 4-0 at home over their rivals. And take first place from the AFC, the current defending Super Bowl champions, man. Listen, if the Bills win this game, if the Bills win this game, I guarantee they go into the playoffs. Ain't no way that you don't go to the playoffs after beating your division rival, the current Super Bowl champions. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. But yeah, I got the Bills, man. Bills over the Pats. Um, what else we got? Who else we got other good games going on this weekend? Um, okay, the Vikings and the Bears. Uh this this should be a good game. You know, it's a division game in Chicago. Um, I think that the Bears take this one at home. I don't think Kirk Cousins and the boys can get it together on the road to go play the Bears. I don't think so. I think this defense will be um, in Kirk Cousins' face the entire game. I don't think that they will be able to run the ball as well as they did against the Green Bay. I think that this front for Chicago bullies Kirk Cousins the entire game. Not the entire game and I think the Bears take this game at home. Um. Oh. Oh, I'm going to say that it's going to be the last um, before I get to the Sunday night game. Oh, the Ravens and the Browns, man. Another division game. Um, I got the Ravens at home. I think the Ravens, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about this. All right, all right, all right. This is good. This is good. I'm glad. I'm glad I remember. I forgot to put that on the docket. Bro, Baker Mayfield has not been very good this season. He's been terrible in the fourth quarter. No pick, um, no touchdowns, but five picks, right? He has he he just doesn't take criticism well. He doesn't. You know, he throws shots at Rex Ryan because Rex Ryan told him he was overrated. And I mean, that's his opinion. That's his opinion, you know. People are paid to give their opinions on you. Eric isn't paid, but Eric will be paid one day to do this, to do that to do this job that I'm doing now. And yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield hasn't been good this year, so it's fair to say that. 
And then, you know, he, you know, I don't care if he's not wearing colors. You know, he's not wearing colors right now for a reason. Like, bro, you're in your feelings because Rex Ryan told you you were overrated. Like, this is like Cardi B replying to people in her comment sections. Like, this, bro, you just don't have to do it. You don't. You don't. And for that fact, the Browns are going to get stomped this Sunday in Baltimore. I think this Ravens team bounces back from the loss in Kansas City. I think that this Ravens defense shows up and shows out, and they come away with three picks and a forced fumble. Watch. I'm already. I'm only saying that because I got them for my fantasy team, and I need my first win. But still, though, I think this defense bounces back after getting ravaged by Pat Mahomes last week. I think they have a great game. I think Lamar has a good game. I think he outguns uh, Baker Mayfield again. And the Ravens take this one at home. Now, the Sunday night game features the Cowgirls. I mean, the Cowboys and the Saints. I, um, you know, I wanted the Cowboys to be undefeated by next week. But now, I don't care. We lost. I don't care. I want, I want them to lose. Let's go Saints. Um, I, I told y'all that the Cowboys weren't real. I said that they are not the real. You know, they're not real. And, you know, they're going to the Dome this Sunday. To play Teddy Bridgewater, Alvin Kamara, and the Saints. And I think this is where the Cowboys get exposed and show who they really are. I don't think they win this ball game. You know, the Cowboys have played the Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Giants. They haven't played an offense as the caliber of the New Orleans Saints. They haven't seen anything like it. And I think that they, they will be shocked, and I don't think I will. I won't be surprised. The fans might be, but I won't be because I know who the Cowboys are, and this is the same team who's going to lose Sunday night, and they're going to lose next week when Aaron Rodgers comes to town pissed. Boy, I hate the Cowboys. I don't even hate the Cowboys. I just don't like their fans, bro. They talk too much. Especially the ones that are my age. I'm only 21. Just turned 21 last month. And I've seen my team win a Super Bowl. A lot of these young Cowboys fans weren't even born the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. So I don't understand how they're so cocky. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. But like I said, pick four this weekend. The Bills, the Ravens, the Saints, and the... Boy, the Bills. Hold on. Let me try again. The Bills, the Saints, the Ravens, and the Bears will win this weekend for the pick four. That's the week week four pick four. All right? Bills over Pats. And wait, 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 wait. Before I forget. Before I forget, because I almost forgot. I, I forgot I wanted to talk about Jalen Ramsey and Melvin Gordon. All right, so <laughs> one of these guys I said was going to be traded before week six, and he is already back at work. Um, Melvin Gordon said, all right, I'm going to stay here. He, at first he was like, all right, I'm going to head out. But then he now he's like, all right, I'm going to stay here. Um, Melvin Gordon is now back at work, and they're already saying he's going to be the starter. Tough scene for Eckler. But welcome back, Melvin Gordon. Glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. Um, You know, Jalen went on a, po- a podcast this week. Said, you know, that the, the, he don't know if that was his last game in the, in the Rams, I mean, excuse me, in the Jags uniform. But, you know, 
The fact remains, I still want to be traded, man. He still want to be traded. He's ready to go, man. He said, you know, when 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 there's disrespect on both sides, you know, it's a dis, you know, it's on both sides that we don't agree, and I'm I'm ready to go. I understand, man. I don't think, it, like I said, I don't think it's about the money. I just genuinely think that the relationship with him, Marone, and Coughlin is just over, and they're over. It's it's it's, it's over, and you can't and you can't repair repair that. Um, what else I want to talk about? I mean, I really don't care about Eric Weddle and um, Antonio Brown getting into it on Twitter because one guy is an NFL player and one the other guy is a, a college student. So who cares? Who cares? Who cares, bro? Who cares? I don't even. I don't even have the energy to to, to disperse on that man anymore. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Um. Yeah. So with that being said. We're done. That's all we. That's all I got for you guys. That's all I got for you guys. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to Electrify. Make sure you retweet, subscribe, like all that good stuff. Uh, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got for you guys. And um, I'll be back on Tuesday. So, last time I talked to you guys, September, Tuesday. It'll be October. So, for the sixtieth time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been. Electrified.